0: So let's talk about fear. Let's let's look at the history a little bit, the cultural context of Budo. Budo is and a Cultural extension of what is predominantly an Asian technology of self. It can, in hindsight, be understood as an application of Confucian thought, Taoist thought, yin yang theory, Buddhist thought, but if you trace that history down, those are all modern inventions. And those are actually tools for the academic who's more interested in political fictions having to do with contemporary times. The practitioner is not concerned with those things. You would never go Oh, that's Taoist. I don't do Taoism. Do, do you get it? Oh, that's from subcontinent India. I'm doing a Japanese martial art. You, you would never do that as a practitioner. On the history of a tradition, the academic possibility represents the end It is a kind of expected impotency of the technology. So if you yourself become the academic, then you are in alignment and subject to the end of things. You are and want to be a practitioner, which means... If you had to think about it, you would think about it generally. It's an East Asian or an Asian technology of self is what Budo does. And as a technology of self, it's very much a spiritual tradition akin to or with overlay to religions psychology, things we've come to divide as moderns, as we come to divide ourselves. I'm a body. I'm a mind. I don't believe in spirit, so I'm only body and mind. right? I'm an animal. Uh, I'm like a machine. But ancient man did not do this. Ancient man accepted the totality of the human being, and thought toward that and with that. So even these modern divisions of religion and secular, they won't apply. And as a practitioner, you're not interested in them. So then, too, the division between Aikido that is martial and Aikido that is spiritual, those are modern forms of that cultural degeneration that leads to the academic. If you just keep it as a technology of self, meaning it, it, it addresses the entirety of our humanness for the purposes of improving ourselves. Let's just leave it at that. It posits that there is a lesser self and a chance at a greater self. As I move from that lesser self through the training or through the utilization of the technology through Budo to a better me. But in commonality with all the other technologies of self, the things that I might colloquially describe as religion, or I might be able to today intuitively point at and go, that's a religion. Just like all of those, they have to deal with some very basic aspects of our humanness. One of them is fear. Fear is central to the technology. If you avoid it, it, there is no technology. It, It becomes impotent. But here's the kicker for you, Budoka. While every technology of the self will address fear to some point, Budo specializes in it. In other words, you walked into the wrong church if you're not ready to have this shit scared out of you on a regular basis. So you, you, I would like for you to understand that. It's what we do here. But the reason why fear is so central to all the technologies of self is that our lesser selves will remain in the face of fear. We will generate that lesser self in the face of fear. That is our human tendency. We, in other words, we will become selfish. We will become egocentric. We will not have compassion. Obviously, we will not be brave. We will not be loyal. We will not be committed. We will not be disciplined. You, you can look at every virtue across the technological landscape of human cultivation. And you will see that all of those virtues assume that you have reconciled fear. There's not one of them. So, in many ways, the opposite of each virtue is fear. For example, the opposite of love is not hate. It is fear. And it is much the opposite of love as cowardice is the opposite of bravery. In fear, a kind of unconsciousness takes over. And in that unconsciousness, we cannot apply the wisdom that the way offers. We go into survival mode. We go into prey mode. We're not, there's no agency to us. We're not action, we're reaction. Now, martially, obviously, that's death. But In terms of our relationships, which is a huge part of life, we're going to fail at them. So your training, because you're in the church of fear, right? It's a joke, but it's true. Is, well, we're going to bring fear We're going to bring fear. And then your job is not to cave in, not to go unconscious. And it's not just an idea, because this is a true practice. This is not an academic discipline. That consciousness has to manifest in action starting with your body and ending with your body. So if you're given a single action, your deviation from that singularity is you caving into fear. If your body requires a particular organization, you're... Deviation from that organization, in the face of injury or death that you perceive, is you giving in to fear. And why Budo is the the church of fear, because the first and last bastions of fear is in our bodily self. You're, you're afraid of injury. And then you ignore the wisdom because you go unconscious. So for example, you, you come in and you're like, wow, that scared the crap out of me. And then you now look to disengage your body organization because you're trying not to be scared but actually in disengaging your body, body organization you set yourself up for injury. And that's the microcosm for the macrocosm that is all of life. When you cave into the fear, you cannot apply wisdom. You abide in ignorance. And if you survive this thing, it's at most coincidence. But in all likelihood, you don't survive it. And you're confusing the slow pace at which the negative ramifications in our life would manifest versus the microcosm of a combative engagement. Your abiding in ignorance is immediately amplified and comes to be known. When you hit the ground, for example, without body organization, and you get the wind knocked out of you, or you hit the back of your head, right? Or you break your clavicle, or you have a concussion. Do you understand? It's immediately known. Those negative ramifications are happening in our lives, but they're not as immediate or as amplified, and you're fooling yourself to where you go, well, thereby they did not exist, and I can continue abiding in fear. No, they do exist. They exist in the deterioration of your relationships. they exist in your insomnia they exist in your carb addiction in all the forms of self medication they exist in your escape vacations where you need a break to get rid of, get away from it all you're still abiding in ignorance and you still suffering the negative consequences. All because I was afraid. So from a subjective point of view, what training with fear will feel like, it's, it's, it's going to feel like risk to you. Do not expect it not to. It will always feel like that. Where the difference happens is that there's a faith that becomes present. The person that abides in fear, it's not that they don't feel risk or the person who does not abide in fear, it's not that they don't feel risk, but the person who remains in fear cannot find the faith. They're waiting for it to be known as this is going to be okay. Do do you get that? That does not come. That never arrives. Your desire to know that it's going to be okay is your fear taking over. It's not reasoning. It, it's not you working on your fear. It's you losing to your fear. Like some sort of trick, trickster deity, it's come in and it makes you think hey, let's work on this fear by figuring out how this risk will go away. And, and then you go, yeah, let's do that. And this fox spirit is laughing its ass off because it got you. The warrior has a faith. And that faith is born not like the non-warrior thinks. Well, let me then wait for this faith to come. That's that fox spirit, that trickster deity again. Maybe you get smart, right? And you go, well, I don't need to figure out how this is going to be okay. Let me wait for faith to come then the fox spirit's laughing its ass off again. Yeah, do that. Because now you're not moving still. The faith shows up when you just go. That's, That's how it is. If you're on a thousand foot pole and you have two people, there's two of you and one of you It's going to wait for wings. I'm going to wait for wings. Then I'll take the step off this pole. But the wings don't come. They won't come until you take that step. And you have to take that step without even knowing that they show up on that first step. That's the faith. Deep down, there's some deep psychological stuff here with dealing with the unknown. And the flesh, the cells of our body, scream at us when they're the chips we're playing with in the face of the unknown. But we face the unknown all the time. And we don't see you lost this battle, like I said, because it's not amplified. It's not loud and violent enough, but the nage uke engagement is. So everyone needs that courage, that courage or that reconciled fear requires this faith. And that faith cannot be yours until you already took that first step off that thousand foot pole. You kind of have it backwards. That's what I mean when the trickster deity, that fox spirit. In Japanese religion, there was foxes and they they would turn into beautiful women and all this stuff and they'd trick you. You need to step off the pole. And it's got to feel like you're stepping off the pole. And only then, that thing that you wanted in the beginning, only then, does that kind of grace show up? That's the pattern. Valor, faith, grace. And your Buddha training is just that. Over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. And you should want it because you need it. And you can't get comfortable with a series of classes where, oh, I can come in, and, and this is a very gentle dojo. And then we, now we do this technique, and now all of a sudden, I forget, am I supposed to keep my palm on your wrist? Am I supposed to lock my sinner on the back breakfall? Are you kidding me? How do you let that be acceptable to you in this church? Or how do you let it be acceptable that you can't even do the damn drill? That is the way of Budo. It is wisdom through fear. Because fear is the last bastion of ignorance. you must bring your training to that level you must understand what you're doing and you must understand the importance of it the why if you if you look back some of you got very uncomfortable very unconscious are you hurt? Is anyone hurt? Did anyone have their arms broken? Their back broken? Did anyone die? Is there a dead person here? Do you see? Yet in that moment, you were convinced that you needed to be cowardly in order to save yourself. We're not training at that level. This class was not at that level. Hopefully one day these classes will be for everyone. But you're Fox spirit is really pulling one on you because the techniques are really quite slow, and you're on a flat, clear, padded ground. Yet, you could not even maintain awareness the length of your body or in your hand do you know how many nerve endings are in your hand and you cannot feel that you actually let go? If, if I cannot sense that with this minuscule amount of fear, then how will I sense the hurt I caused to my lover? Or how will I hear the whispers of God? I I can't, I don't even know what my hands are filled with. Let us bring some consistency and some significance along these lines in our training Watch the cycles where you just end up feeling sorry for yourself. You're not even hurt. It wasn't all that violent. Do you understand? Do you understand? You're not hurt at all. There's not even a bruise on you. Yet we're seeing that unconscious unconscious reactivity, triggerability. Do you see? No, I didn't even get bruised. The ideals of the warrior are that you will kill me and I will remain true to what needs to be done. Do you you understand how far that is from I'm already not doing what needs to be done and I'm not even that bruising level of force and fear? Do you understand that? You can get very close to the mark by understanding Budo as consciousness in the face of fear. Consciousness in the face of fear. Keep that in your mind. Keep that in your heart. Let that be a light for you. Follow it. Don't veer. Don't waver. Don't hesitate. Consciousness in the face of fear. It's not the absence of fear. It's not never being afraid. It's consciousness in the face of fear. Do you understand? Then say it. Do you understand? Then say yes. and say. This concludes this episode of Budo: The Way of the Warrior podcast. For more information, please visit SenshinCenter.com. S-E-N-S-H-I-N-C-E-N-T-E-R dot com or find us at Facebook at Sension Center and on our YouTube channel at Sension One. Thank you for listening.